Reconstructionist Radio presents a War Room production, Once Dead, where brothers and sisters in the faith share God's grace upon their lives, how they were once spiritually dead in their trespasses and sins, but are now kingdom-driven by the grace of God so undeserved. I'm Jonathan Character, and I was once dead. I was born at an exciting, disastrous, critical, and infamous time in history, the year 2000. My parents are both born and raised Southern Baptist. Their parents were active in their churches, and my parents were well indoctrinated in the doctrines of carnal Christianity, antinomianism, dispensational premillennialism, and Arminianism, just to begin the list. Just a typical kid coming from a big Baptist background, they both went to college and met while performing their undergraduate work at Auburn University. They married after their freshman year of vet school in 1995. Things were ho-hum until 2000. Then there was a bump in the road, me. During their years at Auburn, both my parents had been saved. During the intervening years in the proverbial meat grinder, God began to challenge their beliefs. After I was born, Mom gave up veterinary medicine and took up the role of mother. A little over two years later, we moved to rural West Alabama. My oldest sister was born within months of moving. The transformation of our family was beginning to occur rapidly. Being so far removed from a traditional church life and community in general gave my parents the opportunity to think. They were already entertaining serious doubts about the scriptural basis, or lack thereof, of the mega-church and its myriads of programs that a good Christian was called to minister to, even to the detriment of their own family. My sister and I continued going to Sunday school, but as we continued to come home sick practically every Sunday, the doubts of my parents deepened. God was preparing them for what was next. Three things happened nearly simultaneously that shaped the course of our family and made me who I am today. First, God led my father to an old friend from vet school. While spending a day in a small camp house in North Alabama, Dr. Young took Dad to Romans 8 and 9. A disciple of John Piper and other Reformed theologians, Dr. Young expounded the doctrines of sovereignty of God and along with it the Reformation doctrines of Sola Scriptura. That scripture alone is the infallible rule of faith and action. The seeds fell on the good soil that had been prepared for the upper part of a decade. My mother immediately embraced the sovereignty of God. It was a bit of a duh moment. It made so much sense and seemed so biblical that tradition had no hold. They both embraced it wholeheartedly and began to teach their four and two-year-olds accordingly. The two other events happened shortly after. God led my parents to Vision 4 Ministries. Now they had a refreshingly consistent answer for biblical blueprints for a family. But something was still missing. We continued to attend the mega church, but now the error came into clear focus, and the desire for freedom from the tyranny of tradition became even stronger. The desire to be free to worship a sovereign God, not one of man's creation. Through Vision 4, 
God led them to the National Center for Family Integrated Churches. Mom recalls not even knowing what the term family integrated meant at the time, but it sounded good and upon research, also very biblical. On the NCFIC map was a church, Grace Bible Church, about an hour away. One hour was an unheard of distance to drive each Sunday, but my parents were desperate. The year was 2005 and now I had two sisters. After meeting with Pastor Johnson of Grace Bible Church, who was at the time working bivocationally repairing printers, my parents decided to visit. It was more than they could have hoped. Shortly thereafter, our family decided to covenant with the assembly. I don't remember much about our first days at Grace besides losing my two front teeth in a bicycle crash. There were frequent visits during the service outside to behind the adjacent wedding chapel for discipline, something that for some reason never happened during Sunday school. But looking back, those years were so, so instrumental in my life. I, I week after week sat under the faithful exp exposition of the gospel and, as Dad says, didn't have to unlearn anything. It was all scriptural. It was all consistent. The next eight years were ones of growth, both, both for our family and our church family. During that time, four more siblings were born. Dad began his veterinary business. I learned a lot about farm life and more about big families. And though I couldn't appreciate at the time, a lot about business as well. As for our church family, theology became more refined. But 2014 was the big year for me. I really started to grow up and God worked in my life immensely. Let me confess now that I don't know exactly when I was saved, but I think it was probably in my late 13th year. The, the most pronounced change I experienced was the drastic increase in my love for the Word of God. Daddy required me to take notes and write essays on sermons for several years previous, but these were more a regurgitation rather than a commentary and interpreting the scriptures through the Spirit. Now that was all changed. 2014 also saw another brother born. During the spring, I studied the doctrine of the covenant and baptism. During the summer of 2014, I listened through Greg Bonson's apologetic lectures. In the fall of the year, I completed my first college course. Things were revving up and my hunger for biblical truth intensified proportionally. At the suggestion of a friend, I decided to read The Institutes of Biblical Law by R.J. Rushtuni. I had already been exposed to Rush Dooney during my previous education through his American History series that I had written essays on when I was 10 or 11, but the Institutes would be my first serious theological book to read, and so one cold morning I took the 800-page monster out to the deer stand. You might guess the results. I finished the Institutes just before I turned 15. My, wor my world was shaken. Despite the solid teaching I was getting at Grace, there had been relatively little discussion about the practical application of the law of God to society. Now I had questions, lots of them. But better than that, I had answers that were based in Scripture. The months following were my cage stage. Somehow I ran across American Vision blog in the summer of 2015. That was even more fuel to the fire, and I was becoming a bit of a runaway locomotive when God brought a man into my life whom has had... It continues to have a profound influence on me. Mr. Epps had come to Grace a little before this time and was used during this time by God to sharpen my focus. Week after week, our fellowship dinner on the Sabbath was accompanied by rigorous discussions of biblical law and its application in society. We 
argued, debated, fought, learned, laughed, cried together as a body growing in the Christ. I learned more from these discussions than from any book I have ever read or ever am likely to read. These discussions tempered my cage stage enthusiasm with reality and often forced me to go back to the drawing board. It was definitely good for me. I continued to read Rush Dooney, but expanded my horizons as well. Joel McDermott's Restoring America is one of the most influential books I read during this period. Works by Gary North, Kenneth Gentry, Greg Bonson, and David Chilton helped me to develop my beliefs in other facets of what I would later learn was known as Christian Reconstructionism. It took me over a month to read the first 100 pages of Cornelius Van Til's Introduction to Systematic Theology, and eventually I gave it up. Despite my failure with Van Til, by my 16th birthday I had a solid foundation. In the summer of 2016, I co-founded the Foundations of Reconstruction blog, a roundtable of young Reconstructionists that sought to encourage other young men and women embarking in life with a vision of a comprehensive worldview. Topics addressed varied widely from feminism to a biblical response to depression. The project allowed me to continue my studies in biblical law and its application. At the beginning of 2017, Pastor Johnson died from a sudden heart attack. The work of God through him over the past years came into focus. The Grace Bible Church of 2005 had undergone a complete transformation. Grace Baptist Church is now a vibrant hub of staunch theonomists who have a deep desire to see the kingdom of Christ extended over every area of life. I love Pastor Johnson as a father and it was a difficult time, but it is an awe-inspiring thing to see the body of Christ come together and emerge from a time of struggle together stronger. At the time I write this, I am 17 and currently working intensely toward the goal of graduating college with a bachelor degree in business before I turn 18. I am still undecided as to what will be my occupation. My calling, however, as Gary North describes it, is clear to me. Christian education. My passion is to capture the minds of the next generation. Control of children means control of the future. For Christians, it involves deeply instilling the truth that, in the words of Van Til, the Bible is authoritative on everything to which it speaks, and moreover, it speaks to everything. I know this testimony on the Once Dead Podcast Network is a little different than most others. I do not have many years to look back upon a chronicle, but the amazing grace of God is just as evident. Perhaps His greatest grace is that I can begin life without the financial and psychological baggage that most people have. One can never underestimate the power of the covenant family to equip arrows to be used in kingdom conquest. As a post-millennialist, I am excited to be alive. As I said in the beginning, this is an exhilarating and terrifying time in the story of redemption. Christ has extended his dominions over my heart and mind and is continuing to conform me to his image. As the new Israel, we resemble the Israel of old who struggle with the Lord himself. We move forward limping, and yet victorious through Christ and His grace alone. I'm Jonathan Character, and I was once dead, but now I'm kingdom-driven. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete weekly lineup of seven distinct shows. You can subscribe now to your favorite shows on iTunes, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed on iTunes, where all of the content we produce including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator 
or to partner financially with this ministry. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.